You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today in this autumnal time of the year. I'm drinking a very autumnal drink, a pumpkin spiced tea. As some of you know, if you go back to my early episode, I think maybe episode 20, I talk about which is best, white, green, or black teas. You know which one I like to drink. But sometimes I go herbal in the morning where I'm, when I'm recording this right now. But I've been searching for a, a good pumpkin tea, pumpkin spice tea. And I haven't found it. I got a couple of Trader Joe's and I have a couple of Amazon because I'm a big tea junkie and I like my tea and it better taste good and I'm, I'm a little disappointed still. Nevertheless, I will overcome this first world problem and deliver you some interesting news. We're going back to the deep, deep well that is intersexual dynamics. The more chores a husband does, the more likely the marriage will end in divorce. To me, this is not a surprise, but I wanted to do uh, an episode on this because for you guys, maybe it is a little surprising and I'll do my best to kind of break it down for you as to why I think this is not surprising. Couples may be better off living in, quote, traditional, close quote, household where women do all the housework if they want to stay together, according to a report from the Oslo and Akershus University College of Applied Science. Norwegian researchers were interested to see how married and cohabiting men and women divided housework and childcare throughout various life stages. They analyzed two separate studies involving nearly 20,000 women and men age 18 to 79. It's a lot of people. It's a big study. The study of life course generation and gender and the study of the Norwegian life course aging and generations. That's the name of it. Participants respectively answered questions about the division of housework and childcare, their attitudes toward gender equality, as well as other variables like life stage and social class. Now, we had talked about, perhaps it was only two episodes ago, about the least happiest profile uh, are women who are single, no children, professionals, around 42 years old, and the most happy is a man around 38 with one young child, married, makes $250,000, and the woman stays at home. And we broke down that article, and the article talked about one of the reasons why women are unhappy is because they're doing the large majority of household work still, even though they, they might be working just as much as the man. So I think I think there is a connection here. So in that article, you could you could kind of extrapolate that those women are doing a large part of the gender roles in the marriages, whether whether they're married to the happiest profile, which is the 38-year-old man, or whether or not they're miserably unhappy like most married people are, I would say. The results here showed 65% of couples equally or near equally divided childcare, but no housework. Women report, were reported doing all or almost all of the work in 11% of couples and somewhat more of the work in 60% of the couples. 
About 25% of couples divided the work more equally with younger couples, childless couples, and couples where the woman had a full-time job among those most likely to split domestic chores. Okay, so it's the younger couples, childless couples, and the one where the woman had the full-time job. More likely to split the domestic chores. Researchers did not find an association between a traditional share of housework, women do most of the work, and a lower risk of divorce. But they did report tra- untraditional couples had a greater risk for divorce. Men who did as much or more of the housework were more likely to get divorced than couples where the women did most of the housework over a period of four years. Okay, so the man's doing too much of the girly work, quote unquote. He's he going to be divorce raped. He's going to be fleeced. Quote, the more a man does in the home, the higher the divorce rate, close quote, says Thomas Hansen, co-author of the study entitled, quote, Gender Equality at Home, close quote. While researchers found no or very little cause and effect, they believe that the observation could be due to, quote, modern attitudes. It may be traditional couples, quote, hold a higher value of marriage and a more traditional attitude toward divorce, close quote. I'm assuming that traditional attitude toward divorce means there's still a stigma, whereas most people don't see a stigma anymore. Kind of like uh, teenage pregnancy, right? That used to be a stigma. While untraditional couples, the ones where the man's doing more of the work, may hold less of a traditional or modern view of marriage, whereby marital dissatisfaction may easily lead to marital breakup, close quote. Hmm. Interesting. Quote, modern couples are just that, both in the way they divide up the chores and their perception of marriage. Close quote. As being less sacred, Hansen said, stressing it was all about values. Quote, in these modern couples, women also have a high level of education and a well-paid job, which makes them less dependent on their spouse financially. They can manage much easier if they divorce. Close quote. So they're less invested. They're like, I don't need this guy. Because if, if you think of the way marriage was for millennia, the woman had no work. The woman had no job. The woman had no rights. The woman couldn't take the kids away from the husband. She was essentially uh, highly dependent on him. And because of that, uh, it would have been very, very hard for her to leave. But now with the court system and the fact that a lot of women are working and even making more money than men, they don't necessarily need to stay in a marriage where they find marital dissatisfaction. And And the issue with that is, of course, marital dissatisfaction could be Yes, you know, he is beating me, but that is exceptionally rare. It could just be the point where, you know, I want a I want a monkey branch or I just want a better quality guy. And so it's easier for them to leave and there's no qualms about it because as they mentioned, these modern couples typically don't have a traditional view of marriage. A traditional view is kind of a, a euphemism, I would say, for kind of the religious view of marriage, which is it's supposed to be forever. Researchers said sharing equal responsibility for domestic chores doesn't necessarily contribute to contentment and that the lack of equality at home and quality of life was surprising. Quote, one would think that breakups would occur more often in families with less equality at home, but our statistics show the opposite, Hansen said. He said that the correlation could be because couples are happier when they have clearly defined roles in the relationship where people aren't stepping on each other's toes. Quote, there could be less quarrels since you can easily get into squabbles if both have the same roles and one has the feeling that the other is not pulling his or own weight. Close quote. Of course, that's why that's why gender norms worked for millennia, right? 
Men, you provide. Woman, you take care of the hearth. Right? There's no confusion in that. Results from the latest survey appear to contradict a recent study carried out by researchers at Cambridge University earlier this year that found men were actually happier when sharing the housework. Yeah, was that written by, were those authors female authors? But that bump, the Cambridge study was based on previous collected data from 30,000 people in 34 countries, another big study. Researchers found that men had benefited the more they contributed to household chores, but researchers suggested that this could be because they preferred a quiet life doing housework than having a disgruntled other half. Exactly. Men failing shit tests, in other words, right? Mama ain't happy, I ain't going to be happy, so I'm just going to let her walk all over me. All right, look. Here's my take on this. As much as the feminists don't want to admit it, men and women like gender roles. That's not to say, women, that men want you tied to the bed and pregnant or birthing and nursing and then pregnant again all the time as he beats you. No, it's nothing like that. But men and women are equal, but we're not the same. You know, we're equal in the eyes of God. We're equal as, as human beings. We're equal in the eyes of the Constitution. But we're not the same. We're wired vastly different. And I've mentioned this in other intersexual dynamic episodes. Yes, a man can take care of two newborn twins, six-month-old twins by himself. But it's very hard because he's not really wired that way to, to tend to that. A woman is much better, much more wired to do that. Also, a woman can go work at a nuclear power plant or a hazardous job where she is building skyscrapers. She can do that, but that's not really in her, her nature. Men are more in their nature to want to be in the hazardous, hazardous high-risk jobs. So this kind of goes to the domestic hearth. I agree with the article where it says straight out, people like gender roles. People like it when when everybody knows what their job should be. I absolutely agree with that because it leads to less strife. So if it's, and you see this with a traditional marriage. So go back to the, the most happy profile, the man who works, makes a lot of money, and the woman stays home or has a part-time job. It's understood. It's understood. And we'll use just the traditional norm. So it's like the wife says, man, you work, you provide for me and the children. And she knows men are defined by how they contribute to society, how they contribute to their family. That's how we are wired. Men are wired that way. That's why when a man loses a job, he goes through a tailspin and he can lose to suicide. We have that that episode where 70% of suicides in America are done by adult men. And there's a lot of variety of reasons for that. But one of them is, is job loss is devastating to a man because that is the way we're wired. So most men want to work. They want to provide. They want to feel like they're making a difference in society. And most men are ambitious in their own way. So even somebody like a teacher can be ambitious, even though they only make $50,000 a year for their entire life every year. But you can be ambitious. But men need to be working. So when a woman says, okay, man, you work and provide, he's like, all right. okay." And And conversely, your job is watch the kids, raise the kids, keep the house tidy. And, but there are women who like want to be married, but they don't want to be a wife or they want to breed. They want to have children, but they don't want to be a mom. So I mean, statistically, you do see studies where it shows that women are actually messier and not as not as apt to want to clean. And so this gets the guy mad because the guy's like, look, I'm I'm working. I come home. The house is a mess. The kids aren't bathed. Uh, there's no food. I thought this was the understanding. 
Or conversely, with a woman's like, look, I, I agreed not to work. Let's say I have an, a degree or whatever, and I'm staying home with the kids, so you have to make the money. You have to bring the, the bacon home, and you're not doing it. I thought that was the understanding. So it's it's good. Like in the Catholic Church, I'm a traditional Catholic, we have to go through six months of marriage prep. Now, in, in, the, in these classes, you have to answer a lot of questions, and you talk to the priest, and, and, and a lot of the, the these things are, are kind of talked about, where it is good to sit down, even if you don't do it with a priest, and just write everything down before you get married. What do you want your spouse to do? What do I want my spouse to do? And then you work it out, and you can, I mean, literally, you just have a list. And I would, And I would also say, too, that on that list should be that both of you make a vow to stay in shape as best as you can, uh, because that it, it, because that that is that is kind of an agreement, right? The, and and not to to offend women or to offend any men here, but a, a man when he marries a woman at twenty four never made the assumption or agreement that he would still want to have sex with you if you weighed two hundred and ninety pounds, or or vice versa. So. When you marry, you, you you want to try to stay fit because you want to please the other person. Also, you want to stay in good physical health because of life expectancy and quality of life. So it, it saddens me when you see either person in a marriage start gaining a lot of weight. And the other person's like, well, you know, I, I still want to have sex. And the other person doesn't want to have sex or maybe they don't find them attractive. So I, I would mention that as well. So, you know, you have to kind of make that agreement. Yes, as we get older, we do gain weight. That is that is That is normal to a certain extent, but it doesn't mean you should let go. So, I mean, we should make a promise, a covenant, really, agreement based on love, a covenant to 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 do those things. Lastly, men doing chores, again, and you could see this as, as unconventional kind of opinion, but it's not really if you kind of, kind of understand the red pill world, but men doing chores is effeminate. It's effeminate. Men a woman seeing a man clean, and, and you will see a tons of studies that say, "Oh, if you really want to get into a woman's pants, uh, you need to you, you know you need to vacuum and mop and clean." That is complete nonsense. That is complete nonsense. Now she might appreciate that, but that's not going to get her aroused. Cleaning, mopping, tidying up is 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 effeminate. It's kind of seen as an as an effeminate thing, and women, I think, deep down know that that that's kind of not a man's job to do. Now, I would say to that, though, now when you marry somebody, one of the questions you should ask is, you know, are you tidy? Are you clean? What are your expectations? If you know yourself well enough in women, let's say, that you know you're not going to be clean and tidy, will we hire a housekeeper? Because if I'm the man, let's say, it's like, I, I like a tidy house. I like a house that's clean. So if I like a house that's clean and you know you're not the best at cleaning, can we get a housekeeper? If she's like, yes, let's get a housekeeper. Cool. Then you guys are on the same wavelength or you're on the same page. But the problem is, again, on the wrong lines of communication or not good communication where the expectation is, when I married you, I thought that you were going to clean. And she's like, oh, you know, stop getting on my case. And then there's fighting over that. So there are cases where, like, the woman doesn't clean or let's say she doesn't cook. So the man comes home and he sees a dirty pile of dishes or the house is a mess. And so he's going to want to clean because maybe for him, he needs to have a clean house just for him to relax and wind down. So now he's angry because he's cleaning. Or let's say he enjoys cleaning, washing dishes and all that. Uh, but he's kind of resentful because he's like, I do all the work and now I got to come home and clean. And so this leads to passive aggressiveness. And then he'll be kind of nitpick with her and then she'll be kind of defensive and angry because she probably knows that you know that's more of her job especially if she's not working if, if you're not working you know it's kind of the onus is 
watch the kids when the kids are taking a nap, um, you know, clean the house, right? If you're not having to go work, you know, you could do that. So this leads to contention. So my takeaway is this, and a lot of you are married, so it's kind of late. It's kind of hard to reverse the course, but gender roles work. Have this talk at the beginning of the relationship, and the article is pretty clear. If you believe in non-traditional gender roles, where let's say the woman is working and the man is staying at home, I mean statistically that never works because again the man is being emasculated. The woman is working and she might like her job, but again it, she's not really. I don't know how to say it, fulfilling her 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 true role. Of course, you know women can work and and be a mom, but you you hear it said all the time, right? You can't have a you can't have it all. You can't have it both. And I think deep down, most women who want to have children. And if they were married to a man that could support them, would want to be supported, even though feminism would tell you otherwise. But I don't agree with that at all. I think most women want to be taken care of, but they just don't want to say that. Or they might want to work part-time where they still have that outlet to work, but they could be home with their children and feel like they're, they're raising their children. So my takeaway is I think gender roles are great. I think as this article would vindicate that argument that gender roles work and unconventional views of marriage or just cohabiting, as I mentioned. We know the rate of divorce is kind of dropping because the rate of marriage is dropping because the rate of cohabiting is increasing. And I think that's problematic too because the studies are very clear. If you're cohabiting with the intention of marrying, you're going to have a much higher rate of divorce whenever you do marry. That is undisputable. You can look that up. And as it is, if, if you're already looking, the, the rate of divorce, if you take away people who are 50 years and older, is about 70% in the first marriage, and then it goes up even more in the second marriage. We, we don't need any more risk factors for divorce, especially when kids are involved. So I think we should believe in gender roles. They work. I think we should try to believe that marriage is sacred. And that's where they say the traditional people who believe that there is a stigma to divorce have a, have a longer marriage and have more marital satisfaction. Uh, I think there's no harm in believing that 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 view. Now, a lot of you listening are divorced. I'm divorced, and we all had the best intentions at the beginning of our marriage, and then for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And the way I look at it, because I am going my own way, is, and I know I don't expect women to ascribe to this viewpoint, but the way I look at it is like if you had a marriage and it failed, and it's partly, you know, of course, one of you is going to think it's the other person's fault more than the other. But it, it failed. Uh, and if you have children, I my mentality is this. Okay, I tried to get married. It didn't work. Now I'm going to focus on my kids and never remarry. And never remarry. I had I gave it a shot. It didn't work out. Now I'm going to focus on my kids. I mean, there there is a pragmatic reason to do that as well because the, the rate of divorce of second marriages is about 70%. So if you do run back to the marriage altar, to the altar, uh, you're, you're looking for a much higher divorce rate. So maybe be more pragmatic and, and just watch the kids. I think men are more wired to kind of have that viewpoint because we are wired evolutionary to be kind of loners and isolated and be the explorer who can wander in the wilderness for years. Women are much more communal. And uh, through, through the kind of the notion of hypergamy, women crave provisioning and security. And even though a woman can work and make a lot of money, in most cases the woman still wants to have the, the emotional need for provisioning, financial provisioning, emotional provisioning. And so they're going to look to remarry. And the the issue with this is I uh, it's an issue because if you have children, we know the stepfather effect. We know that we know that kids of single moms have 
up to a 40 times more likely chance to be sexually and physically abused by by the new stepdad or whatever cavalcade of men that are coming into the single mom's life. So I would, and that that is statistical proof. You can look that up. There was an Australian study and we did a, a podcast episode on that. So I would encourage women who are single moms, as much as you want to get remarried to get the financial provisioning and because you feel lonely and all that, um, I would really step back and think, you know, if you look at the statistics, and of course the man that you're dating currently, you, you're going to feel is different. But the statistics are very clear, clear on the stepfather effect. And, you know, kids of single moms are 50 times more likely to be killed, too, than kids of conventional household where both parents live in the house. So these are some things that I would encourage women to do is, you know, if, if your marriage doesn't work out, just just focus on your kids. That's what I, that's what I would suggest. But in general. Guys, stick to gender roles. It works. Try to have a conventional view of marriage. I know some of you are secular uh, atheists and moral relativists, and that's going to be hard for you to do that. But just because you don't necessarily adhere to Christianity anymore doesn't mean you can't have gender roles. And look, just get a, get a piece of paper, both of you guys, and just write down what you want and try to stick to it the best that you can. The website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles we have there on holistic health, which have nothing to do with intersexual dynamics. But I need to branch out. Like we're in episode 233 or so. so you know, I have a wide range of topics. If you want to support the podcast, please click on the episode notes and click on the PayPal me and Patreon links. Donate whatever you can. Also buy Confessions of an Obese Child. You can click on the link as well. That's $2.99 on Amazon Kindle. You can learn about how I lost weight and kept it off for 28 years. There are Amazon links on many of the articles at naturopathic earth click on the links and takes you to amazon and whatever you buy within 24 hours we get a two percent commission and no expense to you at all and if you need some one-on-one counseling for intersexual dynamics or divorce therapy or of course weight loss weight management toxins in the food and so forth then contact me and click on the link to access the clarity fm link and you we can talk for a dollar fifty a minute which is pretty reasonable and i can try to help you out with that uh, whatever need that you have and as always we have three podcasts holistic health news the essential oils and herbal apothecary we just released an episode on what was the last one we did basil i think we did one on basil and confessions of an obese child so please subscribe to those and post an honest review until next time take care god bless bye-bye thank you for listening to npe radio and holistic health news Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.